Welcome to Answers from Antioch. You have joined us at the intersection of God's Word and today's world. This broadcast is brought to you by the Antioch Baptist Church in Bristol, Virginia. Join us as we examine information that impacts the church, the Christian, and the Christian home. Hello, everyone. Thank you for giving me some time with you today. I am so honored and blessed that you would. We have had great Jubilee services this week. My goodness gracious, I don't think there's been better preaching I've ever heard in my life on TV, radio, anywhere as we've had right here at Antioch Baptist Church in the services. How wonderful it's been, the spirit of reviving, refreshing, uh, restoring, uh, renewing, and we could just go on and on. God has done a work, is doing, and we rejoice in that. So thankful for what the Lord is doing in the Jubilee here this week. Thank you for praying. Many of you attended, and we want you to go to our website, AntiochBristol.com, and you can go back into the uh, archives and the videos and look those up on YouTube as well, as well as Facebook, and you'll be able to watch the services here in our Jubilee 2023, how blessed we are. And I think one thing continually came to my mind in the days of Jubilee was the great promise of God in prayer. If we would pray, greatest weapon we have, one of the speakers mentioned the greatest weapon that we have in our arsenal is prayer. Getting in touch with the only true and living God, the most high God, and oh, what a privilege that is. And I was thinking as we've been in this meeting of Isaiah chapter number 66. I'm going to go there today and uh, spend a little time in this, but I would want to take this program, this particular Answers from Antioch, and just remind every one of us how important prayer is. That is the greatest weapon in our arsenal, no doubt about it. We as the church of the living God, our head is the Lord Jesus Christ. The church is the body of Christ. We are never going to be overcome and overrun and overpowered or defeated by all the evil and the gates of hell itself. No, demonic powers will not conquer. Satan has lost already. Hallelujah. And you and I are more than conquerors through him the Lord Jesus who loved us. And we have been made to triumph in every situation. May we not forget that, ladies and gentlemen. I encourage you. Of course, our prayers are still going out for the folks over in Turkey and Syria and all oh, how we lift them up in prayer, asking God's help and God's deliverance there in those circumstances of earthquakes. Oh, my. Certainly, as we spoke yesterday prophetically, we see these things coming to pass that our Lord predicted would come to pass right at the time of His second coming. So we're much more aware of the coming of our Lord. What should we be doing? Well, I do believe prayer is going to be the first answer, praying for God to move mightily and powerfully among people, that people will trust the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll not only be praying, but we'll also be inviting 
and going to others and encouraging them to attend church, to come to church. Many people, the pandemic has given them a bitterness toward God, it appears to me, and a attitude of, I don't need church. We shut down for a year. Uh, of course, we didn't hear at Antioch. No, no, no. And many of our sister churches didn't either. But uh, there are those who says, we didn't need church during the pandemic. Well, wait a minute. Who knows? Well, I know that during the pandemic, if it wasn't for the church, I think we'd have had a, a, a pandemic, my friend, that had went far beyond the planned-demic that uh, has been discussed before. I think it would have been much, much worse had it not been the church praying and seeking the face of God. Nonetheless, this is a time not of bitterness toward God because of the pandemic or because of anything else, nor a lackadaisical attitude toward God, but a time for prayer when earthquakes are happening, the magnitude unbelievable, the frequency of them, and you and I definitely are aware that our Lord is returning. We know it. The church knows it. We know that many scoffers are out there, as the Bible predicted. And there are those who says that, oh, you people in the church, you're always saying Jesus is coming. I don't see any evidence. Well, look in Turkey and Syria. You'll see some evidence. Look around the world. You'll see lots of evidence. Look here in America, and you will see Romans chapter 1 fulfilled right in front of our eyes. Men not only are tolerating sin, but celebrating sin. Here we are. We know that. What should we be doing? Well, Isaiah 66 gives us, uh, I think, a promise here in verse 8 and 9. Who has heard such a thing? That's a question. Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Here's the reminder to us all in the close of Isaiah in his last book, and that is when prayer was made, when travail or prayer, serious, sincere, seeking prayer, searching for God, seeking God, then Zion brought forth in a day. A nation was born overnight when the Jews came out of Egypt. Remember, Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt. And ladies and gentlemen, a nation was born overnight. It says, Zion travailed and she brought forth her children. You and I in prayer can see these questions answered. Who's heard such a thing? Don't we need that kind of answer today? An answer that dumbfounds and spellbounds this culture we're in an answer that overwhelms them and says, wow, God must have done this. God must be in this. No other explanation. Who's heard such a thing? Who has seen such a thing? Not only things they've heard, but things they see. Can you and I say as well, Lord, please come down in mighty power, in mighty evidence that people not only will hear the truth of God being spoken and realize it's the very voice of Almighty God in thunder itself, but also, dear God, will they see such things as the mighty work of redemption in the lives of those that Satan is destroying, 
the work of redemption and deliverance in the lives of those that Satan would love to eternally cast into a hell. Oh, no, friend, we through prayer, travailing prayer, can say we've heard such a thing, we've seen such a thing. Yes, yes, the Lord says in verse 9, Shall I bring to birth and not cause to bring forth? The Lord says, Will I bring you to this point? Can I, will I bring you to this point where you have a collision with the holiness of God and your own sinfulness or with the holiness and the sovereignty of Almighty God and your own poverty and your own sinfulness and you have a collision, a head-on collision with God? Can I, will I bring you to this place, God says, and not deliver you? Well, the answer is no. It's obvious he's saying no. I will, but it will take travail, prayer, seeking God's face. You see, it's not by our own might, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. Everything is accomplished as we seek God in the uh, behalf of others and for our nation and for our churches Lest you and I determine we're going to pray more than ever. Isaiah is correct. Have we, have we seen such things? Have we heard such things? Yes, we will. We can when we pray. God, help us to do that. Asking God, James 1, chapter 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not. It shall be given him. Why do we need prayer? Well, to put the fire back in our soul. Jeremiah 20 and verse number 9, he says, Thy word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing. I could not stay or be silent. Yes, put the fire back in us again. I see my time is gone. Look forward to being with you tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We encourage you to visit our website at antiochbristol.com. There you will find many ways to contact us and connect with us, and so much more. Until next time, stand firm in Jesus' truth.